Thanks for tuning in. I'm Shelby. I'm Renee. And you're listening to The Creepy Burrito. Welcome back, Breedai, on another Wicked Wednesday. In our live event, you guys asked for more paranormal and some of our own creepy encounters. So, as promised, today we are delivering another terrifyingly tasty topic. Ouija, the mystifying oracle. Ooh, spooky. Super spooky. So scary. So, I turned into Dracula. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> it's me, the talking boy. Yeah, I'm so terrifying. <laughs> so before we actually uh, jump in, we'll go through a little bit about the history, even predating the actual Ouija board and how it came to be. And then at the end, we'll give you some of our own personal stories. So yeah, strap the fuck in. <laughs> I like that. That's cute. <laughs> And then maybe we'll do, like, creepy music? I don't know. We'll, yeah, we do we'll, creepy music. Okay, we'll decide. So, whatever you said, strap the fuck in, buckle the fuck up. I don't know what you said. Boom. I buckle the, the fuck up, do the fucking thing. Buckle your shit. And then put on the creepy musics here. Humans throughout history have been fascinated with peeking beyond the veil, searching for answers to life's biggest mysteries. What happens after we die? Oracles use different forms of divination, dating back to the Chinese Song Dynasty circa 1100 AD, practiced what was known as Fuji, where they would use a planchette, which is a small heart-shaped board on casters, that would have a pencil inserted at the tip to write messages from the spirits. Writing planchettes became a popular tool used across the world in seances, with varying shapes and styles, some had wheels made of bone, others were made of glass, and some even came in lavish little boxes. Yes, make it a bone. Yeah, it's dude. Badass. I think that's dope as hell. Also, like a cute little glass one in a little lavish box. Like, yeah. way to treat yourself. Treat yourself. So, like, that's super cute. And it had, like, a little pencil so the spirits would right. use your hand. You would be the vessel. Right. Writing. Right, right, right. <laughs> 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 I uh tried that once. Oh yeah? Bunch of scribbles. Yeah, it didn't work? No. Not a fan? No. Maybe it was just in a different language. Or maybe you didn't understand the picture. Or it didn't work. <laughs> Dude, if someone did that and I like suddenly like poof, popped in and it was like connected, I'd like draw dicks. Just <laughs> constantly <laughs> drawing dicks. Just massive masterpieces. Yes. Like a regular Leonardo da Vinci. Just drawn dicks. I wanted to say a Dick Vinci, but that doesn't work. Dick Vinci kind of works. Kind of works? Yeah. You feel it? I feel it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Anyways, we digress. In the 1840s to the 1920s, there was a wave of spiritualism in the United States and in Europe. During a time where the average lifespan was less than 50, loved ones went to war, and many died of disease including children, or mothers died during childbirth. So people widely believe that even though that their loved ones had passed, that their spirits continue to live on and possibly even continue to evolve after death, gaining knowledge of all the things past and what is to come in the future. So I understand that people felt the need to try to reach out and have hope that there's more to life than nothing when you lose everybody. With spiritualism flourishing, there was all these different like spiritual camps that were popping up everywhere that had trans lectures and mediums getting together. A majority of the spiritualists were women in the middle and upper class, so seances became a popular parlor pastime with acute little activities like tea and talking to the dead, which... 10 out of 10. I could, uh, I could definitely get with that. Yeah. I can get on board. Like, hang out at camp with a bunch of ladies, just doing daily divinations, 
reading crystal balls, tarot cards, being all creepy, some good old table tipping. I'm in it for the snacks. Or just the snacks. Little little sandwich, finger sandwiches <laughs> with the crust cut off. You you don't care about toxins. You just want the free fucking <laughs> I'm there sandwiches. For the fucking food. They were typically known for supporting equal rights causes, like the abolishment of slavery and women's suffrage, because a lot of people that were into spiritualism were originally Quakers. I thought that was cute. Yeah, it's fucking cool. The spiritual movement was sparked by the Fox sisters. 11-year-old Kate and 14-year-old Maggie lived with their family in Hydesville, New York. Their house had a reputation for being haunted, but it didn't seem to bother the family until late March of 1848. Mm. There was unexplainable sounds knocking on the walls and hearing the sounds of furniture moving after everyone had already gone to bed. The two girls decided to try and communicate with the spirit and even gave it a cute little nickname, Mr. Splitfoot. Splitfoot? Yeah, you get it? It's like the devil because of his yeah. little hoovies. That's funny. I was like, that's kind of cute. That's funny. Kate had asked the spirit to mimic the sound when she snapped her fingers, and then it had snapped back. They also had a follow-up question, which was to wrap the age of the girls, and it responded with the appropriate number of taps for each of the girls. Soon they invited over the neighbors to experience this for themselves. Over the next few days, they had started to tailor their approach for the number of taps for yes or no, or even for the letters of the alphabet. After a few sessions, the entity had revealed its identity as Charles B. Rosna, a peddler that was murdered and buried in their cellar. According to Sherlock Holmes writer, author Conan Doyle, in his accounts of the Fox sisters, he went so far as to say that the neighbors had investigated even further, digging into the cellar where they had found remnants of bone. Soon, Kate and Maggie would take their skill on the road and held sessions in front of a paying crowd building a career as mediums, and their older sister Leah became their manager. With the fame also came the investigations whether these rapping acts were genuine or just a scam. There was a lot of back and forth on the matter. In 1857, there was a competition with a $500 prize for any medium who could prove their paranormal capabilities in front of Harvard professors. The Fox sisters had failed and was determined that these sounds were coming from bone cracking and foot movements. So instead of like tapping, you would just hear like a knuckle crack. Yeah. Or it was believed that it was from them cracking their feet like, bones. Weird. And they did like different tests in a hallway that you could hear it like crystal clear wow. on the other side of the room. It, yeah. Phonies. Yeah, so that's weird. But it, it, it goes back and forth a lot. So give me give me a minute. Okay. As for Charles B. Rosna, the first entity that they had communicated with, there were no records of him ever existing. Hmm. But in 1904, a newspaper spread the word that the body of the peddler was discovered when a false wall in the cellar fell down, and the tin box belonging to the peddler is currently in the Lilydale Museum. Upon further investigation from skeptics, the bones discovered is just taking the hoax a little bit further by using animal bones, and the supposed false wall was an expansion of the foundation, and it wasn't put up to conceal some sort of secret grave yeah. in the house. So that kind of shuts that down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it just to me, it sounds like they were just trying to... Spice it up spice more. Spice it, add a little spice. Well, they were on um, pretty famous mediums, and it, it kind of, like, sparked this, like, throughout the nation, that whole movement yeah. of spiritualism. But I think it was just too good of a story for newspapers to continue to want to discredit them, especially if that's something that was popular and right. a lot of people wanted well, to hear. Well, I'm sure the fucking newspaper, like, made a, a lot of money off of that story, too, so. Oh, hell yeah. Probably just for advertising purposes, also. In 1888, Maggie confessed that the wrappings was a hoax from the beginning. She said, When we went to bed at night, we used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor, or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time that it would rebound. Mother listened to this for a time. She would not understand it and did not suspect us being capable of a trick because we were so young. 
So basically they were assholes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they weren't even that young. They were like 11 and 14. But yeah, so basically admitting that it was all fake. And then the following year, she tried to take it all back because they built their whole entire livelihood around being mediums and making money off of that. But their reputation was ruined after that point in like making that public. Yeah. And they had went into poverty and all the sisters were dead within the next five years. Holy shit. But, I mean, they had, like, a 40-year career off of that. Yeah. Off of a fucking lie. I mean, you figure, though, like, after she basically exposed them, like, what else is there to fucking do? Yeah. Like, no one's And then immediately fucking... try to backtrack yeah. out of it Who's when you've fucking hire you been when scamming you somebody out. for 40 exactly. years. Despite admitting to this all being a scam, the spiritualism movement continued to live on. With the growing popularity, people began looking for quicker means of communication because the old means took way too long waiting for a response or waiting for a knock for each letter to carry out. A simple message could take hours. That's why people had snacks in between because it took forever. So, all right, let's fucking eat something. (laughs) Oh my god. In spiritualist camps in Ohio, word started getting around of this new device called a talking board that contained the letters and numbers and combined with a planchette on top to hover over the letters to spell out your message. Elijah Bond was a businessman and his sister-in-law, Helen Peters, was a medium. So one night in 1890, he got the idea to start marketing these talking boards and planchettes together. And when Helen asked the board what it should be called, it responded, Ouija, which meant good luck in ancient Egyptian. Supposedly is what the board said back. All right. Because they didn't have Google to be like, what (laughs) the fuck does Ouija mean? But they do have encyclopedias. And this fun fact, this took place in Baltimore. The building that this initially occurred in is no longer around, but has been turned into a (laughs) 7-Eleven. And they still have a plaque to commemorate. (laughs) Inside of the 7-Eleven? Yeah. Oh, boy. I kind of want to, like... Sipping on your slushy, looking at the plaque. Yeah, I need to go there. I need to see this tiny plaque in a 7-Eleven. Because that's so weird. Yeah, that's a weird niche. That's a weird vibe. (laughs) But whatever. So, to be able to get a patent, they had to first prove that the Ouija board had worked. So, Elijah brought Helen with him. The chief patent officer required them to prove that it worked. Supposedly, this is someone that both of them did not know. They all gathered around the table and asked the board to spell out his name, which it did. The patent officer was astounded with no explanation of how it worked, but only stated that it did work because apparently it figured out his name. Even though people uh, overlooked the fact that Elijah was a an attorney, so there's a possibility he did just know this guy's name. And they were in cahoots And cahooties. Had cahooties. <laughs> cahooties. <laughs> but either way, whatever you believe, Elijah Bond received the patent on February 10th of 1891. So happy birthday, you creepy little board. It's coming up. What are you going to do for your Ouija board? <laughs> yeah, what kind of party are you going to throw? You got to hop on your board, send out that little Levite. There you go. Although Helen played an essential part in the patent and production of the board, she later on wanted nothing to do with it when Civil War family heirlooms started to go missing from the home. Of course, she reached out to the board for answers, but apparently didn't like the response that she had received. It said that it was a family member that was behind these missing items. It caused a lot of family fights between those believing whoever the Ouija board had outed. And the other half of the family thought that it was complete bullshit and that she was orchestrating the whole entire thing. So the family never got over the argument and Helen blamed the Ouija board saying that it lies and she pulled her stocks from the company even though it was pretty profitable at the time. William Fold, who started out as an employee of Elijah Bond, eventually made his way into becoming known as the father of the Ouija board. He went from being a varnisher to a foreman at the Canard Novelty Company, 
that had the patent for the talking board. Then, when the owners William Maupin and Charles Kennard had a falling out, William Fold stepped in as the new supervisor, changed the name of the company to the Ouija Novelty Company, changed locations, and then changed the board up a bit and filed a new patent for it. William Fold supposedly never took credit for the invention of the board, but the marketing that he did for it, as well as the, the markings that's actually on the Ouija board, saying original Ouija board and inventor beside his name, kind of gives you that impression. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Another piece of the puzzle is he altered the story a bit behind the meaning of the name Ouija. He said that it comes from the combination of yes and French and German combined together. Like we, O-U-I, and then... Ja, J-A. Uh, the, the original yes. was so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, ancient Egyptian, cool. I'm behind cool that. Good luck. Like, why else would the boards say, say good, good luck? luck? Right. Now it's fucking stupid. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, that was, like, his imprint to make it different, but okay. Whatever. The demand for the Ouija board was booming. By 1920, he made more than a million dollars in profit but it did come at a cost. Shortly after the creation of the Ouija Novelty Company, he went into business with his brother Isaac that ultimately tore them apart within three years, ending in a lawsuit where William sued his brother for trying to replicate the board under a different name, Oreo. The case went on for like 18 years. Holy shit. So, like, within three years of starting this company and working together with his brother, sued him, and that trial went on for 18 years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's wow. a lot over a board. So, the brother never... can't be happy with just the profits that he's receiving from the board. I couldn't find the specifics on, like, why they got into an argument, but just, like, never get into a business with your sibling. Yeah. Because it probably fucking sucks. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I have a sister. I love her, but she's the worst. So following the World War and a flu epidemic, the Ouija board told William to prepare for big business. He opened up new factories, including a three-story building in Baltimore. In early 1927, William went up to the roof to look over work that they were having a flagpole replaced. When he was standing near the edge of the roof, holding onto an iron support... It suddenly shifted, and William fell backwards. Luckily, he was able to grab onto an open windowsill, but unluckily, the window slammed shut on his fingers, sending him the rest of the way down oh to God. land on the sidewalk. Jeez. Initially, <laughs> he just had a few broken ribs, and it seemed like he was going to survive, until on the way to the hospital, they hit a bump in the road, causing one of his fractured bones to lodge into his heart. Oh my god. And then he died at the hospital. Holy shit. Yeah. That story, I was like up and down and up and down. I was like, oh my god. Oh, he's cool. Oh my god. Oh, he's cool. Oh my god, he's dead. <laughs> like, he'll be fine. He just fell. He just broke some ribs. Okay, good luck. Wow. Until it wasn't. <laughs> Until they hit a fucking bump. Shot to the heart and you're you to blame. blame. William, you give Ouija a bad, a bad name. <laughs> I did my best. Well, Sounds he's good. dead. He's he's <laughs> dead, dead, died. He's gone, he's dead. <laughs> the ambulance. He lived and then he died. He lived and then he died. He lived, he died. He did some shitty shit in between. Yeah, sure did. He shisted his way up to the company mm. and made himself the father of Ouija, uh, got into a fight with his brother, made a lot of money. And then, following his death, his children, Catherine and William Fold, ran the company until eventually their youngest brother, Herbert, became president of William Fold, Inc. And in 1966, the family sold the company to Parker Brothers. Bam. Parker Brothers. Yeah. That's a name. The Parker Brothers. It's actually uh, on my current Ouija board that I have. Hmm. Because somehow I have managed to inherit my grandmother's Ouija board that no one else wanted from like 1973. Vintage. From that same very Ouija board, mm -hmm. I have the official Ouija directions <laughs> or instructions. Ouija instructions. Ouija instructions. <laughs> Step number one place Ouija talking board on the laps of two persons facing each other. 
Lady and gentleman preferred. Place Ouija mysterious message indicator in center of the talking board, resting fingers with the least possible pressure upon the mysterious message indicator, allowing it to move freely over the board in all directions. We got a lot of sparkle words in there. I mean, this is the legit instructions. Yeah. I really like mysterious message indicator. That's just the planchette. <laughs> It's, it's just the just little the cursor it. thing. But yeah, those are those are sparkle words. Mm. Questions may be asked, and in from one to five minutes, the mysterious message indicator will commence to move, at first slowly, then faster. <laughs> Very seductive. Yeah. Wow. Fifty shades of Ouija. <laughs> As it passes over the talking board... Each letter of a message is received as it appears through the transparent window covered by the message indicator. Oh, it's not mysterious anymore? <laughs> Apparently not for that last one. I don't know. It lost the mysteriousness because it's giving you a letter. We're moving on to number two. Okay. Care should be taken that one person only to ask questions at a time, so to avoid confusion. Step number three, to obtain the best results. It is important that the person present should concentrate upon the matter in question and avoid other topics so that you're putting your focus and intent into whatever you're mm -hmm. trying to get an answer for. If you use it in a frivolous spirit, asking ridiculous questions, laughing over it, you naturally get undeveloped influences around you. So if you're trying to be giddy and cutesy and... <laughs> Don't. Against the Ouija instructions. Step number four. Ouija talking board is a great mystery, and we do not claim that at all times and under all circumstances that it will work equally well. But we do claim that with reasonable patience and judgment, it will satisfy your greatest expectations. Also very kind of Sexual. Erotic, yeah. yeah, very erotic. You want to have a romantic Valentine's Day in. For your Ouija board birthday. <laughs> For your Ouija board birthday. <laughs> Just uh, grab a buddy, put on your lappies, and read the instructions together. In your finest lingerie. <laughs> Number five, explore the mysteries of mental telepathy and the subconscious with the time-tested favorite. So you don't really have to do anything. Just, you know, try it out. <laughs> Just, you know. Give it a whirl. Yeah. Number six, Ouija talking board set should be kept smooth and free from dust and moisture, as all depends on the ease with which the feet glide over the surface. Rubbing with a soft, dry cloth just before using is advised. <laughs> Do not store in a damp place. Hmm. No one likes a damp Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some of the unspoken rules as somebody that has played a lot with Ouija boards. So, some shit not to fucking ask. Mm -mm. Like, use common sense. Be respectful. Mm -hmm. It's common manners to ask who you're speaking with to make sure it's not, like, a demon. Don't go into the provoking territory where you go all Zach Baggins. If you're here, strike me down or slam something. Or do you want to hurt us? Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people ask that. Like, as soon as you get onto a Ouija board, do you want to hurt me? Don't do that. Use your brain. Use your brain. Don't be disrespectful. Don't ask, how did you die? Was it terrible? You know, like stuff like that. You're asking for trouble. And don't forget, spirits can lie. Mm -hmm. Just because they can say something doesn't mean that it's going to be true, guys. Always end with goodbye. The planchette shouldn't be left on the board, so someone should always have a connection to the board. If y'all need to take a potty break or take a smoke break, make sure you say goodbye. Don't just leave it open because that's creepy. Please don't do that. Yeah, it's basically a freaking portal. And one of the most terrifying things that I've ever had. Rainbows or infinity signs are not so cute when it comes to Ouija boards. If you see a combination like going from A to Z, one to zero, whether it's the rainbow effect like going back and forth, or even worse, like an infinity or a figure eight, um, it's not good. It's basically a spirit trying to cross over into the human realm. So immediately stop and go to goodbye. Yeah. It's not <clears throat> going to be great. And if you ever need to get rid of a Ouija board, 
it should be disposed of properly. So you mean don't burn it. Do not <laughs> burn it. Um, now I'll, I'll tell you my story in a, in a little bit here. Mm. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. If you are a skeptic on the powers of a mass-produced demon board, then let's look at the scientific reasoning behind how the Ouija board works. The moving of the planchette can be explained by the idiomotor effect. So that's an unconscious or involuntary physical movement. The most common example of this is when you're feeling that like jerking movement that like jerks you awake. So your brain is telling your body to move without your conscious awareness. When you're awake, it's obviously not as drastic as that like jerking yourself awake when you're in a dead sleep. But when it happens, it's on a smaller scale. So it could, for instance, move a little cursor. Mm -hmm. According to this theory, you may be unconsciously pointing to the answers that you want to see. To prove this theory, there was a Ouija board test. If all participants are blindfolded, the answers often resulted in gibberish because they can't see what they're all pointing to mm -hmm. and you have a group of people that can't see the board so they're not trying to actually spell something out. But if this is all so easily disposable, then why was there such an uproar in religious communities? In Christian denominations, it's typically seen far from harmless because it's a form of divination. There were Catholic bishops in Micronesia that wanted the board banned because they believed that it summoned demons and dark forces, and that using these boards was an occult practice and a tool of Satan. In 2001, there was this incident where fundamentalist groups were burning Ouija boards and Harry Potter books. <sighs> which is a travesty yeah. because they believe that they were symbols of witchcraft oh my God. in modern society. Mm. It's a book. It's literally a book. It's Harry Potter. It's a book. Ooh, I would have punched some fundamentalists right in the face. <laughs> I really hope that they bought the books first. To burn them. <laughs> so that way. <laughs> they had to spend the money yeah. to feed the belly of the beast that's within the belly of the beast. Hilarious. And I hope that's what happened. So, are we controlling our own destiny? What do you believe? How does that explain people's accounts for what has not occurred yet? I've had my own unexplainable experiences. The best place to uh, start would be my first Ouija board. I saved up my money from the holidays. I think it was ironically like Christmas. <laughs> and then bought it in store at a Toys R Us. My mom was telling me no the whole way, but you can buy whatever you want at Toys R Us if you got cash. Yeah. <laughs> and I was eight or older, so I got myself my first glow-in-the-dark Ouija board. And me and Renee were pretty creepy yeah. as kids growing up. Sure were. Like, we weren't even, like, full-length teenagers yet. <laughs> we were, like, pre-teen, and we spent all of our time in the dark. I had a poop ton of candles, mm -hmm. and even, like, the element candles, mm -hmm. and then would put them around the Ouija board. Mm -hmm. And we were so young that we had... This is terrible, guys. Never do this. <laughs> I'm like, pictures. what secrets are you about to reveal? We had pictures that were stickers that we got taken at a mall. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, where you go into a photo booth, photo booth and it comes out with those little tiny stickers. Yeah. And we definitely put uh, stickers of us on, on the, the board. Which I feel like definitely is not a good thing to do. Definitely against, like, rule number two. <laughs> or... Any of them. One B, whatever <laughs> role it was. Like, maybe not imprint yourself onto the board. But, you know, whatever. So, besides all of that creepiness mm. and, like, spending even middle of the day in my attic in complete darkness. Yeah. Uh, playing with the Ouija board for hours. At one point, my scary controlling boyfriend at the time became super religious out of nowhere and took a pile of my stuff from my room that he deemed to be not Christian enough and burned it, uh, which included my Ouija board, <laughs> which is not a proper way to dispose of a Ouija board. So that's that's pretty bad luck. So I'm I'm hoping that all of that bad luck went to that ex. I hope he got all of it because yeah. he was a trash man. 
But luckily, nothing ever happened to me. One of the legends that go with the Ouija board, if you do burn it, that it will reappear. So it hasn't done that yet. <laughs> yet. If it does happen, now it's going to. I will <laughs> freak out. I would kind of might be excited because I kind of want to see it. How fucking cool is that though? Well, it's it would just be like, very cool with like our pictures intact. Yeah, it would be super cool. Like I never yeah. had anything like super terrible happen. I just had weird stuff happen. Getting into more of the uh, weird stories. Amongst all of these times that we're playing a Ouija board in my attic, we always had a designated writer, of which you are supposed to have. And like I said, we were preteens. So this is definitely before I started dating anybody. But of course, as teenage girls, that's what you ask. Who am I gonna marry? Who am I gonna date? And fun facts, my husband's name, the age that I got married, was definitely on this piece of paper. And I still currently live in the house that we used to do this in and i am fairly certain there has to be one of these like ouija board paper scribbling somewhere under the floorboards because i am very creepy and that is something that i would have done is like put it slide it under a floorboard but it did list everybody that i had ever dated how old i was how long it was for and like we had so many different things that were scribbled down that actually happened and it was stuff that there's no way that we could have known yeah like people that i had never even met yet the fact that i was going to move to minnesota yeah when i was 19 which is true that did happen but just like crazy shit and the thing about like Ouija boards lying, we're just going through a whole bunch of random stories. Yeah, we're just spitballing. Spitballing. So obviously I'm one of those people that believe Ouija boards can invite bad spirits or something of that nature. And I'm so creeped out about doing this inside my house because I have like saged the fuck out of my house so <laughs> much. I've gotten it to like a very zen level. I have cleared everything in my house. And I had, I would say almost like an attachment um, where it was a reoccurring spirit. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the name because I refuse to. So we're gonna go with uh, she who will not be named. <laughs> that came up as a younger girl and told us her story, but I feel like it was more of a malevolent being fucking 1000%. 1000%. <laughs> we're we were too fucking young that we didn't realize what the fuck we were doing and what we were getting into. Yeah, and it was I don't think I mean like we we definitely knew shit about like the occult and stuff. I don't think at that time none of us really knew uh that like things would lie usually like, that. like in demonic presences present themselves as something that you would sympathize with mm -hmm. in order to gain access and trust there was <laughs> which there... younger us were like hey and we did yeah. we we accepted this and every time we got on the board the same name came up mm -hmm. she who will not be named was always there and we did we built that connection and it was almost comforting in a way until mm -hmm. one night like it all mm -hmm. flipped and it was very weird. So weird. So um, at the time, my grandfather had gone into the hospital and then the board said that my grandfather had passed away. I was like, I don't believe that. And like was very manipulative and it was started saying like very personal things and then said that it was my grandfather. And then all of a sudden started coming up with ha 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 ha, like going back and forth like that and laughing. And I literally have chills. I am terrified. Yeah, I, ha I hate it so much. And then after the laughing stopped, the board stopped for a minute and then gave me the date that my grandfather actually died, which is just like one of those terrifying things. Mm. Um... So I, I don't have any other way to explain that. I, I understand that some people want to say that it's all what people make up in their heads, but we had the dates and like I kept notebooks of everything, mm -hmm. which is super creepy and terrifying. I get it. But also... <laughs> we get, we're fucking weird. <laughs> but also I don't have any way to discredit that. Yeah. Like I, I believe whenever we used to play on the board a lot, I believe that one of the girls in particular that we used to play with 
Oh, um, you can you can feel it when somebody she, is pulling it. Yeah, or... she was straight up just, and and it was it was insane. And like I believe also, um, kind of inserting myself in here. Sorry, but I believe also that you can become almost like addicted. Yes. in a way, because uh, we huh, played every day. Yeah. And, like, for hours. Mm-hmm. And, like, there would be, like, random spurts here and there where we would, like, sign into our AIM and, like, <laughs> check our MySpace and, like, things like that. But, like, where it would be points where, like, we literally would just sit in the dark of, like, my basement or your room or the attic and just be there all day. Mm-hmm. And it was always just, like... Once we crossed that threshold of, like, from asking, like, questions about whatever spirit we were talking to, and we started asking more personal questions, like, who am I going to date? What am I going to do? What's my life going to be like? Like, then that it's when it started, I think, opening us up to being more susceptible to bad things happening. And, like, I'm not going to make up some super exaggerated, like, some stories you see are just crazy. crazy. Like, the and, like, board caught on fire. Yeah, the, no. The planchette flung across the room. Nothing crazy like that ever happened. No. If you hear sounds or if you see something, I find that to be believable. Yeah. But not, like, this crazy shit some people say. But no. probably the weirdest shit that I ever got that started happening. Whenever me and my husband, we first started dating, we were living with two of our friends in this rental house. And... It wasn't my board, it was somebody else's board because mine had already been burned by this time and I haven't played a Ouija board in years. So we figure it's a Friday night, let's crack out a Ouija board, let's play it. My husband is kind of, as I said before, a demon ginger (laughs) that I just love so dearly, but he loves pranks and stuff like that. I just had the feeling that he would be a provoking person. I gave him the rundown of all the rules, even the rules of what not to do. Of course, he didn't abide by that. But we started to, as we're playing on the board, it immediately starts doing the AZ, AZ, and an affinity symbol. Out of all of the years of playing on a Ouija board, that never happened to me. Yeah, I was like, guys, we're going to do goodbye. We're leaving. We're not playing this. And I separated the board from the planchette because I was terrified. I never saw that before. So we put them in two different cupboards away from each other. Weird shit started happening. Like it would move around from one place to another. Like they kept ending up with a planchette on top of the board in one cupboard together, which was super terrifying. There was this weird unexplainable thing with our fucking animals. The dogs that I had at the time somehow ended up behind a cabinet of which they wouldn't be able to climb behind because I had a tiny like little chihuahua and somehow ended up behind there. My boyfriend at the time would hear it barking and then find her behind this cabinet, which is just weird. weird. And my husband, the little shit starter that he was, he started to um, experience things. He thought that it would be like me or my roommate. He heard a female voice and then someone going up or down the stairs when neither of us were home or even like on that floor. And he would come find us and be like, what did you want? What did you need? Thinking that we were talking to him and we were like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I feel like he got what he deserved a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. But yeah, I think that's uh pretty much all of my like weird experiences with Ouija boards. She, who will not be named, her name still pops up even if I do one of those like spirit boxes. Within the last year, I was at a friend's house that I never played on a Ouija board with. I don't tell the story because I don't fucking like talking about it. And I never tell anybody the name because I don't like fucking talking about it. And as soon as you do, then they start fucking... Yeah, I don't want to go around manifesting my own demise. I'm not doing that. But the name still pops up within the last year on one of those ghost apps. I don't have any friends under that name, so it's not like a phone listening to stuff that I say because I don't fucking say it. (laughs) If we did know somebody that had that name, we would never talk to them. I would never talk to them again. I would not be friends with them. Yeah, like, that's why I don't even, like, to this day, I will not play on a Ouija board. I don't even remember the last, like, probably one of the last times I played on a Ouija board was high school. And I just don't, I don't do it anymore because I, every time, ever since that attachment happened when we were teenagers, 
every time I like get back on, I feel like it opens a door again to mm-hmm. like enabling that attachment. Because every time that I would, I would just have like super fucking bad luck and like bad shit would happen. Like after we had that really bad attachment from that from the Ouija board, like weird shit like followed me home and would happen in my basement. And like I would, I was literally like harassed in my own fucking house by like shit like that and like i heard my name being called at night like in a man's voice which is creepy as fuck um and i stopped playing for a long time and then um i started playing again with uh some other friends and it's just like the same fucking shit happened again where we would be playing on the board and like things would be cool we would be talking and then all of a sudden it would just like do fucking weird shit like it would Um, I remember we were talking to somebody and we would ask a question and go, no, ask another question. No, ask another question. No. Can we talk to somebody else? No. Okay. Can you answer this question? No. Like it would just, it would not give us any answers. So then we would say goodbye and it would say no. And so. Oh yeah. No, that's the worst. I hate that. Oh, I just got the chills. I hate that. So. And then after that, like, weird shit started happening. Like, me and my friend, we uh, we flipped over the board, um, you know, put the planchette in another room. And, like, within, like, the next hour, like, we were, like, fucking sick to our stomachs. There was so much static electricity in the air that, like, I saw my hair, like, standing up. Uh, this other girl that we were with, she was, like, my back starting to hurt. And we looked at her back and she had a fucking, like, red welt on her back. And so we went to my kitchen and I got an ice cube and I'm like literally holding this ice cube against this red mark of her back, watching it melt in my hand, how fucking hot it was. And like, that was one of the last times that I, that I played because I was like, I can't, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I don't want to be around it. Like I thought enough time had passed because it like the point of when we started playing and yeah, we were kids. Ourselves up, yeah, we were like 13 ish. And then this was around like 16 ish. Um, 16, 17, and I thought enough time had passed, like, I wasn't experiencing freaky shit anymore. It was just weird. I don't play anymore. I believe that even if somebody tells you who they are on the board, and if you're like, oh, that's my grandma, like, that's not your fucking grandma. It might be, but more than likely it's not. And they're just doing something to try to gain your trust to develop some sort of attachment. I don't necessarily think Ouija boards in themselves are evil. No, because they're a mass-produced yeah, item. There's a, yeah, there's nothing to a Ouija board that would make it evil, but what it is is a good conductor of... Being able to communicate, like, the same way. Yeah. But more effective. And you don't know what's... Well, you don't know what you're talking to and who you're getting mixed up with, and it's like... I thought that I was talking to people that I knew. Like, I thought I was talking to friends that had passed. I thought that we were talking to, like, friends' dad that had passed away. And it's like, you might have been. And there were things that were said that only that person would have known. But also, at the same time, it's like, you don't fucking know. And it's just weird that I would have all that weird shit happen. But, uh, yeah, it's fucking terrifying, and I don't play it. My friends try to get me to play it, and I refuse. Yep, you sure do not. No, I don't fuck with that. Sometimes I still get it in that drunk weird space where I'm like, yeah. I don't fuck with it. I'll play with spirit boxes. Yeah, I like spirit boxes. I'll do spirit boxes, tarot cards, tea readings, pendulums. I'll do all of that shit. Ouija boards I won't fucking do. I'll do, I'll fucking ghost hunt for days. Oh, any day. Give me a good ghost hunt. I don't, I don't want to use a fucking Ouija board as a tool, though. We fucking around when we say this is the creepy burrito. No, we were the creepiest breed eyes. So to bring you guys back up, during my research, I found some interesting little tidbits of information that I just can't keep to myself. Fun fact number one, I'm not sure if you're going to know this one or not. All right. The one and only Alice Cooper (laughs) got his stage name from a Ouija board Mm -hmm. one day. When Vincent was playing, the board told him that he was a reincarnation of 17th century witch named Alice Cooper, which he took the name in as his own. Hell yeah. Which is metal as fuck. Oh yeah. Apparently so fucking metal. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then this one was surprising. Did not know it. 
So this one was super shocking. Okay. You know the whole 12-step program for AA, like Alcoholics Anonymous? Yeah. So Bill Wilson, he was a co-founder and said that the spirit of a 15th century monk named Boniface helped him face his alcoholism. And the Ouija board helped him create the 12-step program. Oh. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Did not know that. I did not know that. That's a fucking crazy fun fact. Yeah, especially because that's such a big thing. Yeah, very recognized program. Program. Of course, Alistair Crowley gave the Ouija Mm -hmm. board two thumbs up. Also, a fun fact for you, Mr. Old Harold Houdini loved the occult and actually was like, aside from like being an escape artist, uh, decided to make it his life goal to either prove or disprove afterlife. And he was actually a pretty big skeptic. He wasn't a believer in the paranormal. He was out to like, actually like prove that there was nothing well as a magician life. you believe that everything's a scam everything's right because a you're con. a fucking magician yeah you're an illusionist right. and uh so he actually went to a lot of seances and played on spirit boards a lot fun fact inside of a fun fact is he went to the winchester house the Winchester Mansion. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, when he came out of the Winchester Mansion, he kind of was changed forever, they said. I don't know what Ooh. happened. But um, so to wrap that fun fact up, him and his wife, they actually gave each other a code word that if one of them died before one another, that they would jump on a Ouija board and try to locate one another through that word. So, and they didn't tell anybody else this word. It was just between him and her. And inevitably, when he died, uh, she jumped on Ouija boards for a while. But uh, tried to look for Harry with uh, the the code word that they created. But she never found him. Never found him and uh, never produced the code word. That's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, so it's like, huh. Don't you think that if... Anybody would you know, be able to do it, they would be able to. Right, like if he if he died and he was so obsessed with trying to either, you know, prove or disprove, and if he died and he was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. there is an afterlife. I gotta reach out to my baby. I, I gotta, gotta tell her. I gotta go tell my boo thing. And then, <laughs> hey boo thing. <laughs> it just follows her around until she jumps on a Ouija board and then throws pineapple at her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So she never she never heard from him. But, I mean, also, there's so much that is unknown about the unknown, which is unknown. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. That was beautiful. I'll be here. That was poetry. All night. For my ear holes. (laughs) But it would make sense that he would want to, like, disprove a whole bunch of seances because there was a lot of people when spiritualism came around that there were, like, the fake mediums and table tipping it was like a whole big right. scam well also you feel you think too that like it's basically was competing with his market of mm-hmm. getting people to come see his shows instead people were going to seances and, and shit like that so why not fucking set it your life goal to be like these debunking debunked come fight me in the dark come fight me in the dark <laughs> And fun facts, in case you didn't know it, there were countless number of books written with the help of a Ouija board. Oh. Sylvia Plath wrote Dialogue Over a Ouija Board in 1957. John Fuller wrote a book, The Ghost of Flight 401, after Eastern Airlines flight crashed into the Everglades. In 1917, Emily Grant Hutchings published a book, Japeron, a novel written from the Ouija board, with the help of none other than mark twain <laughs> through a ouija board meanwhile it's supposedly some random dude that she just popped up and he's like yeah mark twain or she just wrote a piece of shit book and wanted to sales. put <laughs> yeah wanted sales and said that mark twain spoke to her through a ouija board to sell books um, and she was she was actually friends with this other novelist, and the name is slipping my mind right now, but did a series of books that were based off of, like, things that came through a Ouija board, too. Really? Yeah, hmm. so... Hmm. Were they in Cahooties? Yeah, Cahooties. Mm-hmm. For sure, Z's. 
1982, poet James Merrill came out with The Changing Light at Sandover, which was a 560-page apocalyptic epic poem. Oh, Jesus. Yep. All with the help of a Ouija board. Oh, my. Get a lot of patience for that. You sure do. Like, can you imagine the amount of time that it would take to write 560 pages? Like, how do you do that? From a Ouija board? What should I write about? Apocalypse. (laughs) All right. What should happen first? Like, (laughs) like, no, it just starts spitting out fucking mad (laughs) sentences at you. And you're like, wow. This is moving. This should be a fucking book. Let me write this down. Yeah. But since the Ouija board has came to be, there's been countless books, movies. You got The Exorcist. You got the 2013s to 16s with the Ouija and then Ouija Origin of Evil, Paranormal Activity, just in random fucking movies. Do you remember the movie Sugar and Spice? Yeah. And they used to ask the one (laughs) question to the Ouija board. It was cheesy early 2000s movie where it was cheerleaders so that bad, but it was great but yeah moral of the story if you haven't watched sugar and spice fucking watch it this is a fucking goodie it's so terrible but such a goodie also made appearances in so many different tv shows besides the obvious like buffy or charmed also ended up on uh i love lucy the Ouija... Wait, what were you talking about I Love Lucy about? Uh, there was an episode on I Love Lucy where they had a Ouija board. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh-huh. Lucy and Ethel were playing on a Ouija board. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was super cute. Aww. It was popular in the 1950s, too. Yeah, obviously it's still popular. Yeah, still always popular. Literally the most bought board game. Fucking is. Mm-hmm. Fucking bought out Mon- Monopoly one year. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Probably more years, because... No one fucking gives a shit about Monopoly. Because you can't finish a game. And now you... Is it even faster? I guess there's like a lightning round of Monopoly, but I would never waste my time. I don't play Monopoly. No. (laughs) Get the fuck out if you do. (laughs) So, what do you guys believe? Do you guys have any of your own creepy tales? You can tell us about them. Maybe if we get enough spooky stories, we can do another creepisode. Because I am... Super hella down for you guys to tell us your creepy tales. Creep me out. Keep me awake in the middle of the night. So freaking do it. Send it to us at thecreepyburrito at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our socials at thecreepyburrito. Do not forget to write us a (laughs) sweet ass review on whatever you're listening to us on. Hit us up on those streaming apps. And remember, you can now buy us a burrito at buymeacoffee slash creepyburrito. Donate to the podcast and give the burrito its wings. Fuel your podcast. Until next week, you ghouls and gals, come back. Get lost in that sauce with us. Same creepy time, same creepy channel. Super saucy. And you need to close out of the portal. Don't leave us open. That's how you get demons. Say goodbye. Say goodbye now. Bye. Bye. I love you. Look. Number one. <laughs> Flimball. Flimballs. Ew. You like spit out your flimball <clears throat> in whatever shape it is. It's like reading your teeth. <clears throat> but a flimball. That's disgusting. But it's probably been a thing before. And it's inside of you, so it should know. It's inside <laughs> of you. That sounded so sexual. <laughs> um, okay.